The three reasons why some siblings become narcissistic and others don't are one, the emotional development of each parent is different when each child is born. Number two, every parent parents each child differently. Number three, each child picks their own unique survival skill in response to perfectly imperfect parenting. And number four, it is not genetic. Hang out till the end and I'll prove it to you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's start with number one. The emotional development of each parent is different when each child is born. What I mean by that is life stresses and the development of each parent is not static. It changes. My parents were 16 and 18 when they were married, 21 and 23. Five years is a huge difference. Their brains still haven't completely formed. They were children. And then they were a little bit older, young adult children by the time my youngest brother was born. They are completely different people. Also, the the economic situation will be different. People don't realize this, or maybe you do, maybe you're aware of this fact, but Studies have shown through MRI that whenever a mother feels stressed during pregnancy, it completely alters the DNA and genetic makeup of that child right there. Now, this doesn't mean mom is responsible because, look, dad may have lost his job. What if dad all of a sudden became an alcoholic between child one and child three? It's the combination of both mom and dad that um, exert emotional stress on the mother, all right? It's not just one, it's both. This is a relationship. What if dad disappears, isn't there? That's dad having a direct impact on mom's emotional condition, all right? So throughout life, I mean, life is all about a maturation process. We are completely different intellectually and emotionally at 21 to 25 to 30, 40, throughout our life. No parent is at the exact same place when each child is born. Their beliefs are different. Their values are different. Everything about them is completely different. And so you just think you're giving birth to the same type of child. No, that child got formed completely differently because it's now nine months later. It's now two years later, five years later. You are a completely different person than you were. You don't just stay the same. I know we think we do, and we think we have the same values, but that's not how genetics work. It's not how the brain and body works. We're constantly evolving. And so mom and dad are completely different people at each stage when they give birth to a child. And so what is key is their emotional condition. And so your narcissistic sibling may have been born during the most toxic, most destructive, or most stressful time of the marriage or relationship. That is a huge determiner because, as I said, studies show the, the genetic and DNA makeup of a child completely changes just when a mother feels any level of fear, anything. Someone, you know, cuts her off, boom, 
sends a surge of chemicals, you've just completely altered your child. Now, I don't want to scare you. This is just life. It doesn't make you a bad mother or father. I mean, some things, it's like, okay, that crosses the line. But I'm trying to get across to you because everyone wants this to just be genetic. No parent wants to live in truth or responsibility because they haven't healed their own childhood trauma and pain, and so they feel like I'm blaming them. Well, and blame is about internal shame that hasn't been healed. I'm not blaming. I'm just speaking truth. This is how children get made. You're perfectly imperfect. You're human. You're limited. Every parent is going to leave wounds in their child. That's just part of being a parent. All I'm asking is we live in truth and take responsibility that, yeah, I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to be stressed and my kid's going to have challenges because of that. So the blame position of, oh, you're just blaming me, is somebody who wants to stay the child and not take responsibility. They just throw it all away. You're just blaming me. I don't like you. And that allows them to, to never have to look at the part they played. It's a wonderful defense mechanism to play the victim card and the blame card. Unfortunately, what they don't realize is they're stuck in the adapted wounded child state filled with shame. So it's when, when somebody comments on my posts with that, I just know that they're you know, between four and eight years old in that moment. It's all their shame that was placed into them by their parents. They don't realize it, but I do. So I don't take it personally. But if they think I'm blaming them, what they're exposing to me is their unhealed childhood trauma. And that's the part that played in their child becoming a narcissist. Now for them to realize that truth, they'd have to do what I did. Go study. Go learn about this. And you go, oh my God. Yep, I'm not solely responsible because it takes two to make a child. But I did play a part. And my job is to live in truth as a parent and take responsibility for my part. That's called maturity and moderation. And that's our goal as a parent. Number two, <clears throat> every parent acts... Um, acts and parents each child differently. Well, let's face it, the first kid always gets the most discipline. No parent is, you know, and I see that all the time. I parent my kids the same. No, you didn't. Like that, that level of detachment from truth is astonishing to me. Every, child, every parent has a favorite that just comes out and they connect with. It's just what happens. Now, obviously, some parents are better at, you know, not giving into that favoritism. But the rules for my brothers and my older brother and older sister were completely different than they were for me. I'll never forget, seventh grade, I went to my first party. I came home at midnight. I was scared to death. I walked in, my parents are watching TV, and I just went up the stairs ready for my dad's booming voice. They didn't say a word. I'll never forget that moment. I went, oh, I can get away with things my brother and sister didn't. Huh. Interesting. I knew it right then that there was a difference. That I got assurances and allowances that nobody else did. And you did too. Or maybe it's the opposite. You didn't get them, but your siblings did. Every parent parents their child differently. That's just truth. And as a parent, if you have a narcissistic child... You need to look at that and take ownership of it, live in truth, and take responsibility. Number three, each child picks their own unique survival skill in response. 
um, in part because of the previous two, because you know whatever condition the parent was emotionally created a different child. And then, like my bro- I, my brother got in trouble all the time, and he was the bad rebellious one. So I watched that, and I went, "Ooh, I'll be good and perfect. I'll be Mister Nice It and Mister Fix It and Mister Pleaser." And that's what your child has done too. Every single one of them, their different personalities is what happens is generally, you know, kind of five to eight. Children have enough cognitive awareness to decipher the family system and what the rules are and what the dysfunction is. And they realize, okay, for me to survive, I'm going to have to become this. That's how I'm going to navigate mom and dad's perfect imperfections, brothers and sisters, all of it. And so they create an adaptation. It's the basis of the worst day cycle I talk about in my book. We all do this. None of us are immune from it. Even in a so-called loving family, every parent is human and makes mistakes. So every child has had to create an, an adapted self to survive the parenting they experienced. <clears throat> and so sometimes children watch the older child and go the opposite direction. Like, that's what I did. Um, some try to get more extreme. They're like, wait a minute. Wow, they get in trouble. They get a lot of attention. Okay, I'm going to get in more trouble. That's, I did that with illness. Our whole, all of us kids were sick all the time because our, aban- our parents abandoned us so much. So illness is primarily about trying to get s- someone to parent us. And that's what I did. And I made damn sure I was the sickest kid in the whole house. I was always the sickest. I got my parents' attention. That was the adaptation I developed. As soon as I saw that, before I even knew any of this, 18, 19 years old, I talk about the story in my book when I figured it out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because my, my back had gone out. I was always in and out of the hospital with a back problem. They could never find out what was wrong. That's because illness and disease is emotion. It's all trapped trauma we haven't dealt with. So they could never fix it. Well, my back went out again. And I'm on the garage floor screaming for my mother because my crutches are in the rafters. And finally I scream out, you selfish son of a B word. When are you going to stay sober long enough to take care of me? I still get chills whenever I tell the story because in that moment I had a massive realization that day was the one and only day my mom was drunk when I was sick or hurt. I realized in that moment I had been making myself sick and hurt to try and control my mom's drinking because if I was sick or hurt, my mom would stay sober. That was the last day my back, I had back problems. And any time I've been sick or hurt ever since then, I've always been able to identify some sort of emotional trauma going, in, going on in my life or a representation of my adult life that triggers unhealed childhood trauma. And every client I've ever dealt with, it's always the same. 
And I know you may not believe that because our medical community, I don't want to get off on a rant about all of that. But if you don't know that, do a lot of research and you'll see every illness is tied to your emotions. And if you're not dealing with the trauma, you're just going to stay sick forever. So um, finally, it is not genetic. Now, this is the biggest one. Parents want to pull out the genetic card um, so that they don't have to take responsibility. And I know this sounds like I'm, again, if you feel blamed and shamed, that's about how you were shamed as a child. That's not about me. I'm speaking truth and responsibility, and I'm backing it up with the science that shows it. So I have four quotes here. Three of them are by Dr. Bruce Lipton, the um, famous cell biologist who discovered that the way genes work, just because you're born with a gene doesn't mean that that gene is going to activate and you're going to have that characteristic. Having a gene means you just have a predisposition for that potential outcome. It does not mean it's predetermined. A gene only activates when it's placed in an environment that creates the activation. So the only way a narcissist child, they may have a predisposition because narcissism ran in the family, but they only became a narcissist because of the childhood environment in which they were raised. That's how genes and DNA work. It requires an environmental stimulus. It also, it, you know, genes can be reversed. You can be born with a certain gene, but placed in a different environment, or it may activate, but you change the environment, you can change the, the genetics. Well, that's all my program does, is I'm teaching people how to change the genetic makeup that got programmed into them as children, that's in their subconscious. All right, so <clears throat> here are the scientific quotes from Dr. Bruce Lipton and Dr. Gabor Matei, so you can educate yourself and get more up-to-date information on how genes and DNA work. And you can, we can drop this fallacy that the media and everybody sells that, oh, everything's genetic. It's just not true, all right? So here's just a couple quotes from uh, Bruce Lipton's book. It's called Biology of Belief. You can find it on my recommended reading list. Um, just scroll down, click on it, and uh, it'll take you right to it. This need, if you still believe genes are the source of the problem, you need to read this book, all right? Specific genes are correlated with an organism's behavior and characteristics, but these genes are not activated until something triggers them. DNA does not control biology and the nucleus itself. It is not the brain of the cell. Just like you and me, cells are shaped by where they live. In other words, it's the environment, stupid. Now, I'm not calling you stupid. That's a quote from his book. What he's trying to drive home is this misnomer and lie that you're just born with a gene, alcoholism, whatever. That's not true. You need to be placed in an environment and experience an emotional environment for the gene to be activated. All right, the next one, <clears throat> our lives are essentially a printout of our subconscious programs, behavioral programs that were fundamentally acquired from our parents, family, and community before we were six years old. The fundamental behaviors, beliefs, and attitudes we observe in our parents become hardwired. 
in our subconscious and they control our biology the rest of our lives, or at least until we make the effort to reprogram. That's why I've created all these programs, written my book and everything, is to give people the skills and tools to reprogram all of the messaging, all of the perfect and perfect parenting we've all experienced. We can reshape and change the, the genetic programming, but we have to do the work to do that. All right? Now, Dr. Gabor, because this whole fallacy that addiction is um, genetic is just not true. Again, you have to be, the, the genes has, have to be put in an environment for it to be activated. And so this is Dr. Gabor Matei. He's an expert on addictions. This is um, how he ties in the brain development and everything that happens during pregnancy and addiction. He says, brain development in the uterus and during childhood is the single most important biological factor in determining whether or not a person will be predisposed to substance dependence and to addictive behaviors of any sort. Whether a person is an addict depends on the emotional condition of mom and dad during pregnancy. It depends on the emotional condition of mom and dad during childhood. That's what creates addiction. Everything is about parenting and the emotional environment we are raised in our whole adult lives are a reflection of our childhoods. Now, a lot of people will say, you know, they'll bring up the twin studies. I find this so fascinating. They do these twin studies and go, oh, well, this proves narcissism is genetic. But it's hysterical. All the people they interview are between like 20 and 30. They're adults. They completely ignore that all of these subjects have been raised. They've been placed in an environment for 20 years, uh, an emotional environment. And then they go, oh yeah, they were just born that way. <laughs> like, do you see how, like, the inherent problem in that study? For you to determine it genetically, you'd have to do it at birth. Because remember, genes are activated by their environment. So if you're doing an interview of somebody 20 some years later after they've been placed in a certain environment, it's a completely useless study. It's not even, like, the lack of scientific thought that goes into creating a study that they didn't even pick up on that just boggles my mind and that people cite it all the time. I, I just, it's so fascinating how out of truth we are about the scientific proof that we become our childhood and, and how we just don't want to take responsibility as parents, that we're perfectly imperfect and human. Well, that's why I do this. I'd like to see that changed. I don't know if it would make things better. There's always the law of unintended consequences. I'm fully open to the possibility that if more people believe what I say, that I could be creating more problems. That Because that happens a lot. An intention is good. I mean, look at all the social programs. They've destroyed, they make social, all the, you know, Every government social program has made the problem worse. They don't, they're not effective. The, the intent is good, but it just exacerbates the problem. Well, the same thing could happen with everything I'm teaching. And I would take responsibility. I, I don't have all the answers. I just know that the way we've gone about it, where we don't live in truth and responsibility, look at the world. I, I'm not okay with that. So I guess I'd like to see what would happen. 
And if I need to take responsibility that I've created a bigger problem, then I will take responsibility. And I will put it, I won't play the victim. I will play the victor. I will ask myself, what do I want? What can I control? What will I not tolerate? And I'll put a plan in place to try and adjust my thoughts, feelings, and beliefs and see if I can't come up with some other process that is more helpful if what I've developed is determined is not helpful. So that's just how I approach my life. You don't have to approach it that way. I want you to do what's best for you. I just, there's concrete evidence, you know, like I give in all these videos that the current belief system and structure doesn't work. So I'm just suggesting, why don't we give it a new shot, go in a different direction, see what happens. So I'll leave that choice up to you.